Hey everybody, welcome to the 64th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind y'all, please follow us on iTunes, follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, so uh, go scoot over there and you can get some cool exclusive benefits. So before we go any further, I just want to uh, announce that we just revealed the lineup for our fourth annual fest, Mathcore Index Fest 2021, which is a four-day digital event, which will be held on youtube.com slash mathcoreindex. It'll be the last and, um, digital one, God fucking damn it. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope so. Let's knock hope on wood. So. Just, yeah, I really, yeah. really, really hope so. This is the last digital because it's, it's frustrating for everybody, but hopefully everyone will be vaccinated and it will be safe to to meet up and, uh, you know, spread, just absolutely blast each other with particles. I'm really looking forward to it. So um, that being said, this year on Thursday, July 15th, we've got Limbs, uh, Filipino math core band. We've got Dead Hour Noise performing second uh, Michigan math core trio. Juan Bond making their second math core index fest appearance on Thursday as well. And headlining Thursday will be the God Awful Truth for their first Math Core Index Fest appearance. Friday, uh, July 16th, will be Thin, formerly known as Mary Todd, playing uh, their new banger that's on 12 Gauge Records, Dawn. Uh, we've got Bone Cutter performing second, which is members of Heavy Heavy Low Low. Really fucking stoked to have them. Robbie made an excellent flyer for us as well. That flyer is ridiculous. It's sick. He killed better, it. Um, be- better than the Berserker flyer, Christian. <laughs> I, I like the Berserk Flyer. Yeah, I, just... I, I think it's sick. <laughs> but you know me. I fucking weeb over here. Yeah. We have a Pupil Slicer playing as well on Friday. Really, really excited to have them making their Math Core Next Fest debut. Their, their new album is so fucking good, too. Uh, and then headlining day two will be the Calistow Boys, making oh, an unprecedented... Boys. This is their third time playing the fest, so <laughs> clearly, clearly we love them. And then uh, Saturday, July 17th, we've got the Arson Choir, uh, Los Angeles Math Corps Quintet, uh, Femur. Really stoked to have them. Uh, their new album is so, so good, um, for the love of it. One of my favorite albums of uh, last year. Uh, the Motion Mosaic will be playing. They've got a new lineup. They'll be playing some new music as well, the new vocalist. Uh, Black Matter Device will then be heading, uh, headlining, that is, day three for their second Math Core Index Fest appearance. And then on Sunday, July 18th, we've got Agent Mulder, which just released their uh, four-way split on Levi's label, Cliff Parade Records. And uh, Fall 50 Feet, formerly known, well, they were another band called False Accusations, now they are Fall 50 Feet, just to make that mm-hmm. perfectly clear. Uh, and their their new manifestation is fucking incredible. I'm actually- Oh my God, dude, what a, re- what a fucking rebirth. What a fucking rebirth. Yeah. Truly, uh, Phoenix Reborn. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's it's incredible though. They they really just turned a, a massive corner in in all respects. And their, their new album is f- super fucking good. And I'm really proud to be helping release it on CD. That's uh, coming out on. Uh, <laughs> I think it's coming out July 9th. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so moving past that, Dying Whale will be performing as well. They're about to put out some new music. And then uh, headlining day four will be Steak Sauce Mustache. God damn. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's, that's their second appearance. They were so good in 2019, weren't they? That was like one of the funnest sets for sure. Homie, you just tell they, the audience was like loving it. 
we've we've seen it in bars where the attendance isn't good, and they're still always amazing. Those they're, 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 those guys have a their heart exactly. It's, they, and they don't whether give it's two five or fifty people. Yep, they don't give exactly. a fuck. They're gonna do it. Like it's and the best thing about them, um, they do it in a way that is funny and warm-hearted, but not obnoxious. I have no idea how you have a t- toilet paper gun, but it's not obnoxious. There's, I don't get it, but it is it is amazing. And th- those guys, they're, they're they're great. They've they've really got it down to a science, I think. It is. They're like yes. one of the very few like humorous bands that I can like really actually enjoy sincerely. And I'll admit, in the past, it did kind of fucking grate on me a bit. Like the first couple times I saw them, I was like, "This is just absurd." Like, why are these guys <laughs> yeah, existing? Like that. You and me at why bars is have been like, a jumper. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Remember when we saw them at Milk Bar that night? Maybe I was just in a pissy mood, but they were not. I was like not really super entertained. And then we saw them again at Milk Bar, I think. And then I was like, "Okay, this is good." And then we saw them at. Play to like literally five people at Elbow Room. Was it Elbow Room or Punch yes, or Knockout? Yes, but the best thing is because that other band sucked ass and they were so pissy <laughs> that they complimented that they them walked so off stage. fucking well. Oh man, you know what? Yes, that, the that vocalist walked off stage because yeah. I mean, um, you remember Heck? The vocalist of Hexus walked off the stage that night because he was like frustrated by the turnout and Steak Sauce basically upstaging them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Once again, you got a toilet paper gun. That's, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, they were they were super fucking good. Um, yeah. So really, really sucked to have them play day four. So with that, uh, the first band we're going to talk about is Kaunashi. Kaunashi are a progressive metalcore mathcore quintet from Philadelphia. Uh, they just released their new full-length album, Dear Lemon House, You Ruined Me, Senior Year, May 21st via Equal Vision Records. And uh, we covered Kaunashi, uh, one of their earlier singles, You'll Understand When You're Older, back in 2017. And wow, this is just, uh, what an incredible realization of this like theme they've been developing for a while. This is a really quirky kind of like concept album of sorts, which follows the lives of these high school students who attend a fictitious school, Lemon House High, uh, this is, um, including this, the main... This one is uh, it's the, the ongoing pro, uh, protagonist, uh, Jamie. Jamie, their, yeah, exactly. Their, yep, yep. So Jamie is the protagonist of the story. Uh, you you hear their name used quite frequently, and there's like a love interest, uh, Casey, and the best friend I think Taylor, and uh, Morgan, who I believe is an antagonist of sorts. So there's just like all sorts of characters, um, which they've been developing over the course of like several years now, over the course of those last EPs and singles, if I'm not mistaken. And now it's just like this story all this shit is like fully realized on this fucking, album fucking high school high going on here pretty crazy yeah exactly that totally you know that story I mean the the description really doesn't even do it justice because it's it's almost sounds like fucking Degrassi High or something on paper but honestly it's like so vivid and believable and the characters are like really real the events that happen to them yep um it's, I mean, honestly, uh, uh, from my understanding, like I, I read a, a few reviews like uh, to this album because there's a shitload of them, and uh, it seems just you know that that uh, that story of just growing up being an American teenager, you know, just the simple fucking dramas and shit. Because when I read the lyrics too, I'm like, oh fuck, this is this sounds pretty goddamn familiar, you know, like it's I very it's, identifiable. It's very ident- identifiable. Um, it's just it, it fits over 
a large this blanket fits over everyone that this 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 lyrical conversation is about you know there's no specific every uh, scene kid in punk basically it's, it's fucking man if you've gone to a show ever and just like hung out with the group after it's just like fuck man just like being inside it's it uh, um this took me back uh reminded me just every in every way it, it's her fucking ride and the thing is this this album it's I mean, just lyrical lyrical content alone it's so jam-packed i mean you gotta go through it two or three times to really i mean if you i mean even if you have the lyrics Absolutely. right in front of you you have the lyrics right in front of you you're gonna listen to the album completely you gotta go back at least another time to like reread and listen to everything i mean there's a goddamn story going on here and it's it's great i um i never thought of a concept album to be like this let alone uh, they sneak attacked it on us where they've been developing it this whole time where it's just like god yeah. damn like fucking well done Kawanashi like holy shit I didn't see that coming at all I, did, I didn't see this I, I yeah, I don't know what I thought they were doing honestly I don't know what I thought the songs were about <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing this whole time I, <laughs> I never like, looked into the lyrics you know <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying I didn't like realize there was a concept in characters and uh, this like story and like metaverse that they're yeah, uh, Kawanashi sticks out in my head no matter what uh, because of uh, first of all, it, I mean, really, it's all about the front man. Um, it's the, the the Peter Rono, yeah, dude. Um, the great the vocal, front for sure. The vocal stylings, the the nasally singy voice, the high crap like fucking prepubescent cracking of voice continuously that frustrated cracking, but even it mm-hmm. crack, it cracks so much we were like, whoa. Whoa, like, indeed. Whoa, I think that shit. that's like, by f- yeah, truly, yeah. and that is I think that is by far the most divisive quality of this band is is Peter Reno's vocals for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, and but just, you're, I, you're gonna get a lot of mixed reactions from that. Yep. Uh, the 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 second track, "Fuck Temple University." Half, I mean, dude, some of the lyrics are just like him <laughs> flipping out about a uh, a locker combination. It's just like yeah, and like, exactly and, saying like, the locker number. Okay, so here's the thing: I, I'll use anxiety driven and manic in. Tonight, I will use those words to describe other bands, but the way that the anxiety was brought out in this, uh, in Kawanashi, was literally the lyrical content. It fucking, like, frustrated me and, like, concerned me. And I, like, I was like, I was like, I can't, like, sometimes, like, I, like, I sometimes turn on Kawanashi and I can't do it. Because just like, I was like, oh, I can't do this right now. Like, it's I gotta, that oh, real, I right? Gotta, yeah. yeah my, my palms are sweaty. I can't do this. <laughs> just like, we got to turn some jazz on or something like that. But yeah, it, it hits me. <laughs> like this, this it, can, it can put you, yeah, for sure. It can like really put you um, in quite a, a couple different head spaces, I feel. And, yep. you know, personally, I really enjoy Peter's delivery. I always feel like there's clearly a lot of passion and genuine emotion put behind it. I think that the issue here just might be with technique, as you were pointing out, with kind of like the high-pitched cracking. Um, I feel like that register is maybe lacking at times just a little bit. Some of the higher screams can definitely feel a little hollow or thin or just generally kind of like lacking support, which is interesting because, you know, reflecting on their older recordings, I don't remember that really being an issue. So I I feel like uh, it's possibly maybe he's just, he's gradually blown out his voice. Uh, and if that's the case, that's pretty concerning. But yeah. however, you know, there's other there's other times where I feel like he's just really fucking nailing it. Like, especially on an evening of moving pictures with Scooter Corkle, track three. That legit gives me goosebumps. That's so, like, the singing is just, like, next level. Like, how incredible and powerful the lyrics are, um, which, you know, they often explore themes of alienation and isolation and regret and, often, you know, grief. So, yeah. yep. it's I- a ride. It's, um, and it, 
so it's like a compliment of the the singing vocals and i mean these days like myself i just like i'm a, it, it, it um i'll take it i'll take a little bit i'll take a little bit of that clean singing in there uh but uh this this is great man but it did concern me i i, I definitely heard like what you said uh the hollowed out uh, that was a good description um there was just like it was almost like uh it was gonna come and then it was like <sighs> like back out you're like oh all right but i mean it's it's interesting because i thought about this and i was like well you have one take, two take, three takes, fucking up to 20 takes, right? For your vocal styling, right? So maybe this is the intent, you know? It's like, maybe that is the the the, the styling just like, just cracks out a lot. I don't know, man. Cause I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, I just thought about that way. Where I was like, I guess they, this, that's what they wanted. They wanted this right here. All right, that's fine. Well, you could, clearly they wanted it because they, they pinned it and they recorded it and they released the album, so. I mean, and you can, you can, I mean, you can layer vocals, right? I mean, you could beef shit up mm -hmm. if you wanted to. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I was just like, damn, this is so fucking unique. Their like, shit doesn't, doesn't sound super layered though, honestly. Not at all. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, you could, but it right. doesn't sound so. So they obviously had the option. They had the option to re-record. It was just like, eh, well, I guess that's the Yeah, vocals. so there's been a, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, there's been a bit of, as we're, you know, identifying here, there's been a bit of a shift in like the way that vocals are delivered, but, uh, Man, all the same, just the the lyrics are so good on this album. And, oh, um, oh my god, dude. Okay, um, I need to ask you something. This is my one question I have. Uh, we were uh, so Christian earlier today, basically like sent me Kawanashi lyrics, and something that we have done for years is that we will send each other our goosebumps when something hits. And fucking <laughs> Christian sent me his fucking little white arm with his fucking like <laughs> goosebumps sticking up in his hair, and uh, and I was like, oh shit, what is it? You know, he's like, oh that's Kawanashi. He's like, okay. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I guess, um, what's your favorite That line lyric? in particular that I sent you, that, what's uh, your... so what's the catch? Will you yeah. catch me when I fall? Are we singing the same song? Yep. Uh, so, myself, um, it was, uh, from the track, um, uh, a recipe for, uh, meaningful life. Uh, there was a, there was a track in there basically just, um, looking back on, on, on just, like, the history and just knowing that, like, Everything you look back on doesn't age. Like it's that it's that idea, and it's the only thing you can fucking hold on to that isn't like aging and dying. It's just like the past, and it's just like fuck. I never thought about shit like that before, and it made me actually digest the album a little bit better because you're just looking back on that frustration and everything, and it's not going to change. It's just that's what it was. So it's not going to get worse. You just got to embrace like what that was, you know, it's just, um, yeah. Anyways, the, the, uh, again, the thing I think addressing grief there pretty heavily. It's, it's, it's so, um, unalienating as far as like what, the, who they're speaking to. Cause they're, like I said, they're basically speaking to everybody and uh, I've never had a uh, lyrics so broadly, um, hit me and just be like, fuck. I mean, everybody can get this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think yeah. if yeah again if if you've been if you had a punk kid or any kind of scene kid, this is some of the these lyrics are going to resonate with you absolutely more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my favorite track overall was an evening of moving pictures with Scooter Corkle. That being said, was just yep. by and far has the best vocal performances and songwriting on the album. That melodic bridge is hands down my favorite moment of the album. And again, those lyrics are so catchy and clever that I just rattled off a second ago. Music video is amazing. Um, music video is great too. Yep. Broad um, Street, Take Me Home. That's a great cut too. 40 ounce sipper, discount liquor, Yungling pitcher, basements and back seats <laughs> and everything that goes in between that makes me feel complete, completely empty. 
Wow, just fucking incredible shit, dude. Uh, I'll so do, moving. Um, I fucking I fuck with track two. Fuck Temple University. That one fucking I don't know what it was. It was just the anxiety of just like he literally put what coming to school is for the first day is and it's just like that anxiety yes, I'm that's like, a first day of school song like, for sure I was, like, I was like i haven't felt this feeling in like ever like 20 years like oh my fucking god like fuck this like, high school I, flashbacks for yeah, sure dude, even though it's oh, about college but i know but like yeah i mean i i didn't go to college everybody so that's all i got is high school shit <laughs> but it's still yeah, like this makes me that. question the timeline it's like we're almost talking about this character through both their senior year of high school and their freshman year of, of college it seems it's kind of like bouncing around tarantinoing yeah. the timeline a bit if you will yeah so it's, it's that summer before blah 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 probably you know that whole thing mm-hmm yep yeah um man just such a beautiful love letter that that moving pictures with scooter corkle too it's just uh, a very emotionally charged and again relatable uh it just just a staggering amount of detail about the events uh, in the characters lives mm-hmm. like overall one of the best albums of 2021 so far incredibly passionate vocals staggeringly detailed lyrics super heavy and technical instrumentals an eclectic mix of post-hardcore progressive metal mathcore a mode of hardcore start to finish it's fucking fun and engaging listen well said bud if you're not turned off by the vocals this is a fucking this is a really good listen I did like some other tra- I'm not gonna torture everyone with a track by track analysis anymore but um, I like the underdog 3 the last track I felt like they closed out the album pretty good with that um, yep. very strong vocal performances great performed singing and uh, Runaway J also just <laughs> I just keep coming back to the lyrics it's like this really fucking interesting combination of like sixth and periphery and youth forever and a little bit of the contortionist and all like with really like informed more by emo music, I think. It is emotive. That is yeah, a, it's very much informed by that. Yep, yep. What's your favorite track, Levi? You said, uh, honestly, uh, was it again? Uh, uh, Fuck Temple University, but honestly, Fuck like, Temple University I, track too. So lyrically that's that's where i would go to but honestly it would be uh that or uh track three that uh they yeah. uh that yeah that's where it's like so honestly, i think that's the podcast song that i mean it, it was the single they got the music video i guess everybody's got to listen to it again that's how good it is so <laughs> dude it's it's next level i think that song just really next level their sound in particular agreed so we're gonna go ahead and give you an evening of moving pictures with scooter corkle <laughs> Uh, interesting name. Apparently, that's a director, and that's a uh, track three from Dear Lemon House. You ruined me, senior year, and that came out on May twenty first via Equal Vision Records. Here we go.
so fucking good. Again, if you can if you can get past some of the you know the lack of technique, I, it's really really sincere music. I just I I also once again just like damn. Sometimes I listen to vocals and I'm like, that's amazing, but fuck, that sounds like it sucks. Like that that sounds like a living hell <laughs> to like speak like it or just to do vocals in a certain way and like that certain way. I'm like, woo! All right. I'm glad it's not me, man. Yeah, it just sounds like it hurts. It, it, it every, does sound every, like it hurts. Every time it sounds yep. like it hurts. So let's see here. Let's talk about another band. Let's do it. So the next band we're going to talk about is Water Noose. And Water Noose are a screamo post-hardcore quintet from Los Angeles. And they just released their new full-length album, All Pain, No Feeling, on May 4th. I would describe their music as basically hyper up tempo, up tempo screamo with like elements of post hardcore and noise rock, mm-hmm. but it is so aggressive that it almost comes across as grind. Yes, uh, especially with just, that snare sound, you know. Yep, yeah, I, I would describe them as that power violence, especially with that snare. How you would how you're describing that um, screamo, um, but there's a touch of shoegaze in there. Uh, just a little, 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 just a little, you know, a little sprinkle. Uh, but yeah, man. A couple I, instrumentals I, on this album as well, right? Yeah, uh, I believe there's one to two. Um, the the one that actually uh, stuck out to me, um, it, it's a maker. Uh, that is the the second to last track, um, and that one is just a beautifully depressing instrumental. Generally, not much into instrumentals, but with such a ripper of a fucking uh, album i kind of needed just a little bit of a breather uh and then track uh the last track would be roll the dice which is just once again anxiety driven just power violence <laughs> so screamo going on it's fucking yeah uh these uh that's these one of the guys, best tracks on the album too yeah um so if everybody out there um if you're not from like California or like the LA area, uh, look into the LA area because right now uh, the LA area is just punk in general, like hardcore punk, just all your like thrashcore, thrashiness, like just everything that doesn't that isn't necessarily like breakdowny or like deathcoreish or whatever. LA is fucking throwing down right now with punk bands, um, and Water News specifically is kind of like a I would call it like a super group of like other really fucking good bands like Clorox Dream uh, from uh, L.A. So it's kind of like a little uh, little grouping of dudes here that uh, joined up. But they're just like channeling that early Daughters, the Locust. Very much of, Locust, I would, yeah. I, I know, out of all the reviews, I haven't heard this one yet, but I feel they're a very head wound city as well. Uh, like yeah, not as much sassiness that the Headwind City had, but like it's once again, it's there's this like power violence, like thrash core essence on top of the screamo, um, and this really, I, I don't know, it's it's sometimes like I, I just I haven't heard this since like the late '90s, basically, um, but ultimately, um, I, th- yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this fucking band, man. It's 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 great. It's super good. I, I fucking love this record, and they really do have the polish of a much more seasoned band, too, which, again, probably has something to do, as you point out, with the fact that all the members are from other, like, notable underground hardcore and screamo bands. And still functioning. Like, like uh, well, I would mm. describe most of these bands as, like, more, like, punk that they're in, that 
uh, like even like Clorox Dream, they're like basically like hardcore punk, uh, kind of crustyish, you know, in a way. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, this is like I would say this out of all of the bands that these guys are involved in, this would be the most like screamo, quote unquote, uh, band that they're involved in. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I'll be honest. I did not go back and listen to all their bands, but. Check out Clorox Dream, everybody out there, everybody Word. out there who would just go check out Clorox Dream because we got the same vocalist basically going on there and it's uh it's fucking great, um yeah, yeah. There's just um, I it, I think it's the production maybe and the vocal delivery that really reminds me of those like three one G type bands. It's kind of like the Locust basically just like lacking the synths. Bud, well said, very three one G. They are very three one G in that essence, and that's all you know. Like just they encompassing give, yeah. everything I just fucking said there, you know, like that mid that late nineties, <laughs> like you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll I'll definitely uh, let the let the little uh, little secret out here, but um, uh, Water News. So these guys they came out with this ripper of an album just digitally. Uh, they. I mean, they still have no CDs or anything like here that. Here comes the plug. Yeah, here comes the plug. Uh, but CPR, we haven't even announced it yet, but whoever listens to MathCast, I guess you get an in on this. But uh, we're, we'll, we'll be doing uh, a press uh, for Cliff Parade. We'll be doing a pressing uh, on vinyl. Um, orders already into the plant and everything. We'll be announcing it like within the next like next month or so. Uh, but uh, water Is this an LP it. or is it a... It's an LP. It's an LP, right? Yeah, yeah yep. cool. And it's, and Definitely going to cop. The, the band, uh, the band uh, hand wrote out everything for the... And they designed everything. Uh, they chose the variant. Like, Water News was like, yeah, they're they're like totally hands-on with it. So just, yeah. Uh, and it's already on its Love way. It. So, yep. Uh, but Love once it. again, man, uh, it, it's because... Look to it's that. just like, I mean, man, it, it's, um, it's, it's almost like a... I'm, once again, I'm going to mention Early Daughters. Uh, it's just like Canada songs where it's just it's such a blaster of an album where it could i mean i it's not going to be but it could be just be a fucking one-sided 12 inch and i would fucking pay whatever the fuck it is for it just like it's it's <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a nice it's just a nice it's a nice balanced album um it, it it's feels a really almost, short album for that, sure christian i'm gonna say it it's very digestible very fast and digestible it is you know yeah so <laughs> it is you i have to agree with you there it's quite it's quite a digestible album a runtime of 15 minutes it's um, nothing dude yeah, and you know, much like that for your health EP, it's it's so short. You know, it's like I, I want I want more from I want more from them. Basically, is I guess where I'm going with that. Yep. However, unlike the for your health LP, it's uh, I feel like it's far less derivative. I feel like they have a pretty unique sound going on. I feel like a lot of modern quote unquote screamo bands are kind of uh, all derivative in some sense, even including the ones I love most. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They're kind of like well, even the ones I love bit. most. They're taking a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Levi's making pinching gestures, so this isn't really translating well to the podcast format. This is but for you and me. This is for, and it's for us. Like, hey, hey, hey. But like, it's uh, little nod, nod. It's wink, winks, and nudge, nudges for everybody. Yeah, it's just uh, like, but, but, but oh, it's, he just made a reference that I love. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but but honestly, you're uh, you're right. Um, it's uh, I can't uh, I can't put a finger on what they are. Um, and I can, it's definitely coming from the heart. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, they, yeah. they are, they're, they're still writing and continuing it on. Um, they haven't played a lot of shit. Yeah, this sounds a little my... more, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, they haven't played a lot. I, I'm pretty sure they haven't played like many shows at all, but, uh, they have things to plan. Cause once again, these guys are involved with a lot of other bands. So it's kind of like, it's, I guess you might even call a fucking water. A lot going on maybe. Yeah. Like almost kind of a side project, but hopefully a little more than that here. So. I hope I hope so. I hope this becomes a main project for them because I would love to yep. see them if they're in Los Angeles. I would definitely make it down there to see them live. Yep. 
Dude, you and I need to fucking start doing math core index vacays together just for just <laughs> the last year of not we going to shows. We've literally never gone you on a vacation me, together. You and, no, we're going on vacations. You and me are doing cruises. We're going everywhere, buddy. We're going to fucking go to shows together. We're going to go to Chicago. We're going to go everywhere. Now we're that I'm not a broke everything. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> I got you, boo. <laughs> oh, thanks, Miss Sugar Daddy. <laughs> so, uh, what, tra- what tracks did you like, Levi? Um, so, uh, roll the I dice. Mean, I think is one of the stronger ones for sure. Uh, centi- so centipede uh, starts off uh, very strong. Uh, roll the dice. God, the I, I love the, 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 the just talking about centipede very quickly. I I love the uh, the throbbing kind of introduction it's kind of very um akin to number 12 looks like you actually the way they they kind of start off this album it really reminded me of old number 12 the way that they're blending screamo and grind you know yep. um honestly, or power dude, violence i guess as you would call it but if if i mean i i i told these guys uh, that we're going to be doing this uh, um if i if i were to choose a track it would be track two um and that would be uh, yes obscene, obscene fiend. fiend is the one so <laughs> yeah. it's so funny because Centipede pops in and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then track two comes in and it, it it's almost like sometimes I'm like, damn, could track two be the fucking first one? Like that kind of thing. Because um, what I like about uh, this band is that that pop, 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 that fucking snare is that right fucking tone for me. man. Snare pop. I, woo, it's good. So anyways, yeah. I, I, I would say track two. It hits, uh, it hits the spot. So. That's definitely the podcast song for sure. I was kind of dancing around it, but I think that's, I mean, it's just where you see the band jumping into full action, like into the pocket that they'll occupy for most of the remainder of this album, minus the instrumentals. And honestly, kind of utilizing a bit of mathcore sounding vernacular here as well with those up-tempo riffs, fast D-beats and blasts. Um, It's good. Um, honestly, I, I'm and, glad uh, that uh, you're, you're covering it because, like, I, I heard like the kind of math Corey parts where I'm like, hmm. I'm like, if he didn't want to play mm-hmm. this, I, I got to argue this a little bit, like that kind of thing, where I was ready for it. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was so ready to cover this. I've been listening to it quite a bit since you introduced me to them. Awesome, yeah. So Thank good, you, good find on that. Yep. So we're gonna go ahead and give you "Obscene Fiend," which is track two from Waternoose's new full-length album, their debut full-length album. All pain, no feeling. And that came out on May the 4th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Obscene Fiend, which is track two from Water Noose's new full-length album, All Pain, No Feeling, which came out on May the 4th. Boom. I was buying frozen food in a Bluetooth speaker. For everybody listening to this in the future. I was trying uh, not to laugh when I read that. Yeah, uh, what, uh, for everybody listening to us in, in the future here, uh, one of our uh, Patreon uh, listeners is uh, in Walmart li- actively listening to us buying frozen food. And they're like, I'm listening to it quietly <laughs> on a Bluetooth speaker. You're, so you're actually, you're, you're, you're like one of those guys. He said full volume. Like a, God damn it. So he's one of those guys with just the speaker going out. (laughs) We love you, Dan. Thank you. Very cool. God, shout out, Dan. Shout out. So next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of May. So first and foremost, gotta mention it, Dear Lemon House, You Ruined Me, Senior Year by Kaunashi. Fucking yep. definitely one of my favorite albums of the year so far. Awakened by Vorvan. Really, um, their first stuff was a bit on the Converge worship side, but I think they managed to find more of a unique sound on this album. I'm not sure if you had a chance to spin that yet, Levi, but we're going to cover it in the future. Okay. It's good. I promise you'll enjoy it. Uh, the Lurch okay. by <laughs> um, don't hold me to that um, The Lurch by Yautja this is I think that's Yautja's best album yet to be honest uh, I haven't, didn't really connect so much with their older stuff but this this new stuff is, is pretty good um, have you had a chance to listen to that yet Levi? no they dropped a new yet. album via Relapse definitely go fuck with that it's super fucking good really grindy and sludgy oh! Yo, yeah, that is definitely on the radar. I saw the post. Okay, yeah, no, I have not. Totally, it's on the list. Take some time to listen yeah. to that one. We may, we may actually, we should probably talk about it. Maybe even it's like adjacent enough that we could actually justify covering it on the podcast. Just saying. Yo, yo, on the real, relapse and prosthetic have been busy lately. They're like, they keep like prosthetic like is like dropping something like daily. Like they're like it's. I don't, anyway. <sighs> Everybody, I have a lot up. to say about that. The latter, especially. I no, feel I like... didn't want to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say anything. I'm just. I'm just saying something. I'm I know. Sorry. No, listen. I, I um, I like a lot of the bands that Prosthetic is putting out, but they have definitely not made some super good moves lately. I mean, there's kind of some controversy floating around. If you if you do any sort of googling and searching, you'll you'll see they've they've run into some issues with a couple of their bands where. The bands felt like they were not being compensated fairly, and I can—I'll just leave it at that, because I want to make this a fucking dramatic thing where we just trash prosthetic uh, records on our podcast. Uh, but uh, uh, Google it, just Google it, everybody. It's not like um, what is it, earache that everyone just universally hates that we can like openly trash, because <laughs> the guy just cares clearly cares about money. But um, yep. anywho. Yep. Yeah, they're definitely putting out good music, and I, I guess that's all that matters. I'm, I'm stoked for the bands that they're working with because they're bands that we've worked with in some capacity via Math Core Index, and it, it, it's good to see. I always want to see the homies get lifted up. So, rise up, homies. Huh, hear that? Yep. Uh, all Pain, No Feeling, moving on, uh, by Water Noose, which we just spoke about. Four Ways to Die, the new four-way split by Kurama, 
P.S. You're Dead, Thought Crime, and The Queen Guillotine, which we'll be talking about later. Super, super good split. Are We Left No Other Choice by Death Tax, another release we'll be talking about this episode. The Circuit Circuit EP, debut EP by Circuit Circuit. Um, we'll be talking about that next episode. The Deeper Graves, Dead Howard Noise split, not to be confused with Early Graves. Um, and um, what else? Untitled by Codex of the Gods, which we did a premiere for last month. And the last thing I have here, I'm definitely missing a bunch of shit, but uh, The Honest Comedy by Infinity Land, featuring members of Intercourse. It's a good little EP. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot like Intercourse, honestly, but I, I think maybe it's just because I'm... It does. S- it definitely does. I'm so focused on um, the vocals, though, and because it's the vocals of Intercourse, I think that maybe I just get taken away by that. Really, really enjoy his stuff. Let's see here. Yeah. Tarek is super good. Great lyricist. So next, we're going to talk about Codex of the Gods. Codex of the Gods are a mathcore duo out of Washington, D.C. And they just released their debut EP, Untitled, on May 28th. And uh, Codex of the God play what I would... Gods, rather, play, uh, you know, chaotic, dissonant, uh, groove based progressive metalcore and mathcore. This is a fairly cohesive little four-song effort, actually. Of, of uh, It's like home-brewed, but, you know, it's a it's a pretty promising mission statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, very digestible little EP, <laughs> right? Little, Indeed. Little, yeah, little, four tracks. Just listen to it, blast through. It's all In ten good. minutes or so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I like 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 you just said. It's a uh, it's it's that groovy dissonant shit. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, don't know what else to say. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it, it's well done. Very very Danza, very frontier. Right? Exactly. Very very frontier. Very Danza because they're utilizing that same tried and true method of just adding gross half step harmonies on all your guitar yeah, runs. Half step because <laughs> it makes that really gross sounding shit. And when it's on an extended range guitar with those low end chugs, it's just, you know, chef's kiss. It really. I'm no 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 no. I'm gonna I'm that, take that all the half steps. Just give me a month. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, um, and then they uh, add that yeah, extra dude, layer uh, of atmosphere with the synths too. You know, they're kind of. Um, it was just gonna say that. Yeah. It was just gonna say that 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 synth is just that little extra little. Um, For the dread. Them, just a touch. <laughs> <laughs> the longer the note, the deeper the dread. Or it's something. The deeper the dread. Uh, uh, the, the greater the dread. Uh, my reference. My my favorite track. God damn. It, my favorite track was uh <laughs> the feeling uh that that you've never uh been uh you've never been enough. That one that's all smashed together. I believe mm-hmm. that's track two or three. Yeah. The they, feeling you've never that you've never been good enough. They definitely are doing. That being said, the whole like extremely verbose song titles with like the parenthetical subtitle thing even. Mm-hmm. It's very like MySpacey. Oh yeah, and then everything's slammed together. That whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's all one word yeah. sentences. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I really liked. Uh, I mean, track one obviously is the track that we're gonna give them, but I like track three a lot as well. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think we should go ahead and give them track one though. Great. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it's only four tracks, so I feel. If you like one, then go check the other three. 
<laughs> uh, if you like it, listen to it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. With that, well, I mean, like, uh, yeah, that's with, quite with an endorsement. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. If you like one, right. you like the other through tracks. So game on. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, I don't want to say they're samey, but yeah, it's it's like pretty consistent throughout. So if you get a good vibe off the first one. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's not even um, it's not the cookie cutter thing. It's just like you know, we listen to something. It's like it sounds like bam, bam, bam. All right, we got we did that, and then like it's, like, it's this, this. But like sometimes it's just so cut and dry where it's like, it's it is what it is. That kind of thing. Where <laughs> no, we truly, really uh, add, yeah, add it's a so four song EP. Know? There's only I mean, so much we could elaborate on this on this project. It is a, a younger project, I want to say so or um, a newer project, if you will. So I think that they're still finding their sound. And in doing so, it, mm-hmm. it's a little, um, I don't want to say hero worshipy, but it's like so apparent like what their influences are. So hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll become more idiosyncratic as they, as they go on. Pretty sure this EP is just called Untitled. So even that, it's kind of letting you know, like, hey, they're just... They're, you know? Here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Just starting Give it, it off. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Yep. Yeah. I think it's I think it's promising though. I look forward to hearing more out of this band. I hope that they uh, hope they can pull together a full lineup now that um, well, presumably shows won't be an issue under certain certain circumstances. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So we're gonna go ahead and give you just because you have BPD doesn't mean I can't leave. And the parenthetical title is this is my fourth time playing Othello in this play. <laughs> really <laughs> track one from untitled by codex of the gods which came out on may 28th of 2021 here we go Oh, 
was that what the fuck was that you, you know what I'm talking about what the <laughs> fuck is that contraption is it a coffee mug bong what the hell's going on it's it's my water bottle bong dog it's fucking dude do you know who made this who puffco really it's a budsy it's a fucking dude water bottle check it out wait 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 so <laughs> wait 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 you're gonna, you're, you're gonna fucking flip. You're gonna flip. You're gonna flip. Wolfson, fucking watch for this shit. Alright, water bottle, right? Look at this shit. There's a little stem in there. That's the fucking filter and shit. Boom. I open it up. Open up the mouthpiece. That's where I smoke out of. Little bowl. Mm. I pull out. Reverse that shit into the hole that this thing was blocking. Mm-hmm. Boom! I got a water bottle bong! And the thing is, they got it uh, where you fill up the water to 420 mil, uh, milliliters or whatever it is. It just says 420. Fill up to 420. And you got yourself a fucking bong, baby. That's so funny. I take it to skate park. I take it to skate parks. I'm like, how cool is this? And nobody wants to smoke out of it because everybody hates me, apparently. <laughs> so, but it's amazing. It's it's literally like the coolest. It, it's it's literally the coolest thing ever, and nobody fucking agrees with me. Even like, I, I mean, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely pass oh, on that. I don't know. I got, how how much was it? Like six hundred dollars because it's made by Puffco. No, it was two hundred dollars, wasn't uh, it? I hate to spoil it. I hate to spoil it, Christian. But you got one coming to you. Shut up! Did you really give me one? Housewarming gifts. Oh, yeah, you do. You got, you got one coming to you, buddy. <laughs> Amazing. But no, it's a uh, it's it's you thoughtful son of a $60. bitch. Okay, that's a really good price. Yeah, it's sixty dollars. And honestly, dude, you like this right now? You're like, this is so stupid. Wait until you fucking take a rip out of it, like at the park, and you're like, "This is the best fucking thing ever!" Like no, that kind of thing. There's so. literally nothing wrong with having a mobile bong. That's honestly what I I've been, you know, aspiring dude, to. Dude, you drop it, 
You're a dingus. Forget about graduating college. Oh, 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 wait. <laughs> Dude, it's just a water bottle, baby. It's it's great. It's BPA free and shit. Like, it's great. Anyways. So even yeah. I can't break it. So that was just because nope. you have BPD doesn't mean I can't leave. The parenthetical title being, this is my fourth <laughs> time playing Othello in this play. And that is track one from Untitled, which is Codex of the Gods debut EP, which came out on May 28th. So next, we're going to talk about Death Tax. Death Tax, that's all one word, are a mathcore quintet from Indiana. And despite having just released an EP back in April, they're back with another EP, their second EP of the year, Are We Left No Other Choice, which came out on May 1st. And just from the get-go, I want to point out there's a massive leap in quality and originality from these two EPs versus their previous uh, works. And even sharper in contrast well when compared to the stuff, I mean, just from that they released from before this year, rather. This earlier material feels a bit more straightforward and less inspired, but this new EP just sees them finding like more of their own sound, both when, and just better production and songwriting as well. That's just like miles ahead of the last the last releases. Yep. I really feel uh, like only the, three tracks, correct? This one is actually five tracks. They they released two EPs, one five in February. Tracks. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. So they had a uh, yep. yeah, there was one in February which I felt like was okay, but this new EP is just like a lot better. It's so crazy that something like the the release and then like a, just a little while later that next release is just a step up, you know? It's uh because it, it's a huge step up from the last one. It, it really is. I feel like they're they've just progressively gotten better and better over the last couple of years. I mean, if you go back and listen to like their first stuff from like 2017 or 2016, because they've been around for a second, it's like yeah. it's nowhere near as good. I mean, it has like some moments that are like really heavy and like kind of like code orangey, but they didn't start like getting like the math core elements down until like later releases. These like more recent ones. Mm-hmm. I also felt like the vocalist started finding more of um, their own sound too. Like, I feel like previously it was a little too Keith Buckley-ish in maybe the delivery. Um, but that being said, def- huh, the quality. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt like um, definitely inspired by Keith Buckley and Drew from Stray from the Path. I feel like though Stray from the Path and Every Time I Die is all over their music in general. Actually, I, it's it's very clear. Oh, I was gonna in, say, well, yeah. everybody's influenced by Every yeah, Time I Die. Yeah, Stray from the Path. Yeah, straight from the path, like sticks in my head, like completely though, like in this in this uh, five track release for sure. For, yeah, I I think it's a, in a lot a uh, lot to do with again the vocalist and the guitar licks, just kind of like that style of super aggressive, uh, just didn't didn't like really technical breakdowns too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up tempo metalcore with occasionally bendy southern tinge as well, and again just those disgusting breakdowns which again are almost so jarring at times where i'm just like wow this is they kind of just like hit me with a moment that's like so code orange um and then jump back into that so that that can almost be a yeah that can almost be a bit jarring at times though you know yeah um but that's very code orangey that's a that's good that's i I didn't i guess i didn't write that down but that you're that's a really good point there um i I listen to their stuff quite a bit Okay, uh, th- lyrically, um, I, re- I I love the fucking lyrics. 
my favorite track uh in oil ocean not only uh i i i it's my favorite song on top of it's my favorite lyrical lyrical content uh for that and that's like track two. definitely yeah yeah by far the best track on the album or the release rather the ep oh really I think so. Yeah, I mean, okay. it just has those catchy ass snare clicks and those bendy guitar riffs, and then they just break down the the rhythm, literally, of course. Um, and yep. Although, I mean, there's a guest vocalist as well, just delivering some really nice performances too on the heavier parts of the song. So, yeah, it's just like yeah, it's it's fucking sick. Really, really good track. I, I like the Feral Hosier Blood. That has some really nice developments, and that behind the nut picking that starts off the track is really fucking catchy and just sticks out in my mind. You know what I'm talking about? Where it like rings yep. out in the beginning, yep. it's like, wink, wink, and then the song, yep. like the drums come in and it starts getting going. That's something that Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine popularized, kind of tying it back into that straight from the path thing. Because straight from the path are very wow, bud. Our nice tie in there. Okay, <laughs> full circle for Connecting you. Connecting the dots. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Yeah, and they just they bring back that behind the nut picking thing so perfectly right before that ending breakdown, which again just crushes so fucking hard. A really, really good song flow on that. Uh, I liked Pitiful really as well. Track five, really great closer to this EP. They kind of just sort of trick you into thinking the song is hitting its final sort of leg and then um you know it, it comes back even harder so <laughs> really satisfying word so yeah clearly it's uh an oil ocean yeah oh agreed yep so we're gonna go ahead and play for you an oil ocean which is track two from death taxes new ep are we left no other choice and that came out on may 1st here we go
<laughs> All right, so that was an oil ocean, which is track two from Death Taxes' new EP. Are we left no other choice? Which came out on May first. So next, we're going to give you some Mathcore news. Yes, that's right. You did not mishear that. I've actually got a fucking substantial amount of news this month. So, um... Math court news, let's just fucking, news, let's, news, let's, news, news. <laughs> so just to, let's, let's sink our teeth into this shit. Here we go. So we've got a fucking slew of reunions, including These Arms Are Snakes. Just announced their, uh, announced rather their reunion show at Numos in Seattle. Uh, the Bled just announced a reunion, I think, tour, if I'm not mistaken. I think they'll be playing some uh, Southwest dates. Uh, Glassjaw just, definitely it, announced. Yo, The Bled should God. just play Pass the Flask in its entirety. That's all they should play. That's that's the law. That's all they should play. I'm right there with you, bud. I wish. That's all I want to <laughs> say. Agree. I, they, I, just, really I need should. to get that out. So hopefully it'll just become, like, like truth. It'll just be out there. So, All right, go ahead. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I, I really hope that they they make it out here, and I would love to see that album in full performed live. Uh, yeah, so Glassjaw announced a reunion as well. They're going to be playing, uh, I believe, a, a full tour. De- uh, you know, varying degrees of excitement depending upon how much you enjoy their uh, the progression of their discography. Uh, here's an exciting one: Dead Guy announced a reunion show. They'll be playing at Decibel Metal and Beer Fest, which is a stupid good lineup with Converge playing the Jane Doe album in its entirety, so that's a good one. Uh, the Armed announced a U.S. tour. Uh, the Fall of Troy are going to be playing Doppelganger in full. They're charging a lot of fucking money for the tickets on that, though, so I'm definitely not going to go. But I did buy tickets to The Armed in Los Angeles, and you should too, Levi, and we should go down there together. Make a road Wait, trip. Are you telling me? Are you telling me Fall of Troy is charging a lot of money? I've never heard that before ever. <laughs> it's almost like we. I know, no, shock I, and I, awe. N- right? Never mind. Anyways, okay. it's almost like. <laughs> I do the math sometimes, uh, and like what. If you know, you know, and now you yeah, do know yeah. because we may just made it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um. This one's kind of a sticky one, too. Hellfest 2021 lineup just got announced featuring Deftones, Korn, Converge, and a billion other bands. A billion. Really cool lineup. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of them are super problematic, and it's caused a bit of backlash for Hellfest. So hopefully they'll do the right thing and kick the shitty abuser bands off their lineup. Simple as that. Uh... Darwin Falls, the new album by Fawn Limbs, just got announced. It'll be out in August, if I'm not mistaken, via Roman Numeral and Wolves in Vibrancy Records. I do not have a hand in that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, they're, they're working with Roman Numeral, and um, Roman Numeral has really, really done good by them and put a lot of effort and energy to like kind of curating their visual aesthetic, and it's super fucking good. So stoked to hear more uh, from Fawn Limbs and particularly stoked because it's a continuation of the Thrum material. You know, they're doing more of the spoken yes. word shit. 
Yes. Uh, Which I think excited. by far is their most compelling side. Yep. The the whole, like, that whole cowboy fucking, like, dying in the fucking desert, that whole fucking spoken shit is just like, <laughs> fuck. Like, I, I want more of that, for sure. It's vivid. Yep. It's really good. Um, so I'm really looking forward to hearing that new material. Alexis Marshall of Daughters just dropped another new single and uh, a release date for his debut solo album, House of Lull. House of Win, which is out July 23rd via Sergeant House. Um, and that is, I mean, the very first single that he released last year, I'm not sure if that's going to be on this album or not. I don't think I've seen the track listing yet, but this newer material is definitely more of a, a soundscape and less of a less song, you know? Bud, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I have not listened to any of it yet. It's good. I think it's really good. It's 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 quite artful. It's almost like um, I don't want to say avant garde again, but you know he's like on some friggin' Yoko Ono shit. Basically, it's really it's out there. You know, it's almost like performance art and um, just tribal pulsing rhythms. It's um, God, I'm at a loss for words. You, you just got to hear it, dog. <laughs> okay. This is exciting. Uh, Frontier just released uh, a trailer for a new documentary, A Trail of Noise, which is coming out June 26th. So by the time this podcast is released publicly, this uh, trailer, this documentary will be out. Uh, let's see here. What else? Hydra Head Records disbanded. They did not do it very ceremoniously. They just were like, here's the painting of Daughters Canada songs. Anyone want to buy it? Like uh, okay, or of Hell songs rather. Pardon me. And so they sold the album art, and then were like, "Here's a box of CDs. Anyone want it?" So that's kind of how I got wind of it. I like, didn't really. Um, I don't think they really made much of an announcement about it, did they? Did I just wow, miss it? Wow, no. Yeah, they just. Yeah, wow. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't know they disbanded, but that kind of like I just like put two and two together there, and yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Hydrahead is done. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, I'm like looking back on their Instagram right now just to make sure I'm not making an asshole out of myself and have to edit this later, but I'm like pretty fucking sure just last year they were Man, they were posting shit last year. There's been there's been no official announcement, but yeah, they they sold a painting and a bunch of CDs, so Wow, okay. Big time fucking bummer. Their yeah, their, their contribution to our scene is absolutely fucking massive. So pour one out for Hydrahead cuz that's a fucking. Oh my God, that's a you, real sad loss for the scene. Well, fucking start talking about all the bands that were on Hydrahead and just represses for everybody that fuck. Cause like Hydrahead released a lot of fucking shit. We got Pelican, all that stuff. Oh, man, anyways, yeah. Woo! That's a fucking. That's a ripper. Early daughters. Dude, damn. Okay. Caven. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Botch. like, damn, that's fucking. That's a lot of shit right there. Every important band you know and love, they've basically worked with them. All the seminal bands, they're, they're a seminal label. So, big respect to them. Real sad to see them go. And <laughs> really butthurt that I did not get that painting. <laughs> Sold in like five minutes. Super butthurt. So that was your Mathcore news. So next, we're going to talk about the Dead Hour Noise Early Graves split. 
Dead Hour Noise are a mathcore trio from Lansing, Michigan, we've, we've discussed uh, previously, and as I mentioned earlier, are playing our fourth annual fest. And Deeper Graves are a Detroit-based mathcore quintet featuring members of, get this, Cinder Receiver, Kissy, Fa- uh, Kissy Face Fashion Faux Pas, and I Speak in Calculus, which is some fucking ridiculous pedigree. Sender receivers, fucking dude. Sender receiver. I saw like I saw in, in the Midwest, like when I lived in the Midwest, and I made the in move out to California. And uh, and the first show I fucking saw, where Milan, our 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 bud, uh, was doing. Uh, he his band uh, was headlining, uh, not headlining, but uh, opening, and then uh, the Sender receiver was playing there as well. So I got to see Sender receiver like on the same tour like midwest and california but yeah man that's a fucking throwback that's a myspace band right there in in the purest sense they Oof. that that ep that they released was so fucking short it was like not even it was like five tracks and about two and a half minutes of music but <laughs> oh there was had that there one was... song that really popped off there was other stuff. It's just, you know, a lot of the MySpace tracks never got, like, you know, they never got made into anything. But, yeah, they had a lot of stuff. Yeah, back in those days, record deals were made by, like, number of friends you had on MySpace, too. So mm-hmm. they, they were, like, never one of those bands that had, like, a giant following. But they were, they were one of the bands that just toured, like, fucking nonstop. Maxwell was in other bands. That guy, Maxwell, was like he was everybody's friend. He was in a on million MySpace. bands. He was, but he was everybody's friend I on remember. MySpace. At, like cause at that point, I was in a band, uh, in like a deathcore band, like in uh, in the Midwest, and like I remember everybody was friends with Maxwell, and that dude was like in a numerous bands, but Center Receiver was like his baby. But like that was the one. I still wonder to this day, like where that Maxwell guy is, because I mean, honestly, everybody that listens. To this oh, podcast, he lives in Detroit. He runs. He he listen uh he lives in Detroit. He has a an underground venue that he owns and operates called The Sanctuary and they wow, throw really bud. cool shows there. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, he's doing he's still doing shit. He's like he's a scene pillar for sure, Maxwell. Shout out Maxwell. Yeah, absolutely. Big time chiller. Mm-hmm. But let's not get too focused on center receiver here because uh but deeper graves are kind of a different <laughs> animal. We did what the different it's a different kind of guitar texture and songwriting it's more progressive it's more like purely mathcore and less like informed by grindcore and just let it's less all over the place and kind of not as spastic and more um more precise you know more more like musical i would say more like mm-hmm. melody i think it's due to the fact that you have well, I mean, first of all, Brett, the vocalist, is like no longer really doing like the throat shredding highs. It's more of like a mid-range kind of thing. And you've got guitarist Ivan Fargo, who is an I speak in calculus, you know, writing the, the music, I assume. So it's it's uh, it's more similar to I speak in calculus now, I, I want to say. It's kind of like more purely math core and less grindy. I'm not 100% on who was in uh, Kissy fashion, fashion. I cannot fucking say that tonight. Kissy Face Fashion faux pas. I have no idea who from this band was in that project, but I, I'm sure I'm that's a fact. I'm not familiar with that band. Yeah. Are you serious? No, yeah, I mean, another, I, heard like, back very... in the, I, know, I heard him back in the day, but I, was, I, I never really listened to him, I guess. Like, I, I, I couldn't... Totally, it's pretty you, good. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what an album looked it's like. It's good. The, the like name that, is ridiculous. So. They're like one of... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to always get them mixed up with... Um, 
what's the band Feast at the Blood Monsters? Fucking that was their album. I don't know. I can't remember what they're called right now. Who cares? Chicago band. Anywho, um, yeah. So they've kind of moved past the <laughs> big time brain fart there. They definitely moved past the MySpace thing anyway, though. I feel like they've, um, yeah. It's it's definitely a big time progression for sure. Like this this newer material is a like I, I didn't really connect as much with their older stuff. I I feel like this one is is probably the best their best stuff. It, it hits the spot a lot more for me for reasons I don't understand, but you know there it is. I really like the fucking dead hour noise side too. I feel like again easily their their best shit yet. Absolutely. Definitely their heaviest song written today. Like the the breakdown on the end of that first track, building Rome in a day, with those frantic backup vocals when those come in, it's like I'm hearing like an early Ion D, absolutely, uh, you know, uh, crossover into their sound. Big step up. Uh, Dead Hour Noise would be my favorite side of uh, the split, um, and that track specifically. Same is the reason why. Yeah, it's fucking on point. It's really really good. But I, I like I like a, I like splits like this where um, they uh, the bands are somehow polar opposite yet similar. Like there is like a that underlying hardcore like uh, line going on. But uh, you know, uh, deep, uh, deeper graves are definitely more of like just that straight hardcore approach um, and influence. And then dead or noise is just that definitely that more manic, uh, chaotic side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I really I'm liking Dead Hour Noise more and more now. Like they're this this new stuff is super super good. And after like watching some live footage of them, I'm like getting really stoked to see their their Math Core Index Fest set. I feel like they're go, going in a really good direction. So um, I think we're ready to give them some tracks. I think we should yeah, give man. them uh, Man is the warmest place to hide in building Rome in a day. Oh, great. Are, are we going to just go do back-to-back or just boom-boom with the tracks? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll do awesome. it split-style. We'll just give them both tracks at the same time. Cool. So, yeah, I don't uh, really have a extensive notes because it's a fucking split, so... No. And honestly, it's just two tracks each. Fucking straightforward. Um, tapes coming out on a, a tomb tape. Tomb tapes. Tomb Raider tapes. Tomb Raider tapes. <laughs> Tomb tapes. Tree Tapes, which is, uh, that's David's uh, imprint label. So it's like a Zegama Beach, I think, associate, yeah. or, yeah, an imprint label. We're on to you, that is. David. We're on to you. <laughs> See, I say the, the words imprint label, but I don't really know what it means. It's, dude, it, it's honestly, like the bro, same, but different. Dude, it sounds great. You sound you sound great right now. Thank when you. When you said that, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, bud. <laughs> Mathcast. So we're gonna go ahead and give you. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I was gonna say, what, what track first? We'll do uh, deeper graves first, and then dead hour noise second. So oh. we're we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Man is the warmest place to hide, and building Rome in a day by Deeper Graves and Dead Hour Noise, respectively, off the Deeper Graves Dead Hour Noise split, which came out on May eighteenth. Here we go.
<laughs> so that dead hour noise track is so fucking good, dude. Holy Woo. shit. Oof. That's good. That breakdown is devastating. I would kill people yeah. to that. <laughs> so that was Man is the Warmest Place to Hide by Deeper Graves and Building Rome in a Day by Dead Hour Noise. And that's off the Deeper Graves Dead Hour Noise split, which came out on May 18th. So the last release we're going to talk about is the Four Ways to Die split. The four-way split with Kurama, P.S. You're Dead, Thought Crime, and The Queen Guillotined. So uh, Kurama are a five-piece chaotic hardcore band from North Richland Hills, Texas. P.S. You're Dead are a mathcore trio from Buffalo, New York. Uh, Thought Crime are a metalcore cybergrind quartet from Illinois. And The Queen Guillotined are a deathcore quintet also from Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Queen Guillotined uh, would definitely be um, that MySpace deathcore vibe. We're talking that Chelsea Grin kind of style going on there for sure. Two thousand eight so, yeah. suicide silence. And just I and just, kept going since we're talking about it. I kept going back to that song over and over again. That's like one of the most promising deathcore bands I've heard in a long fucking time. Just like Codex of the Gods, they uh, they do the MySpace thing where they just slam all the fucking words together for the track titles and stuff like that. Uh, so it definitely the uh, the Queen Guillotine definitely um, from the start are getting that little nuance going on there but it, it, it's fucking great deathcore I, I i was really into uh uh this track i, I was into it's their EP, so, so good yeah yeah. Um, yeah i really like the two singles they released on Bandcamp. i i just felt like the full length didn't wasn't quite as consistent um i didn't feel like it was consistently as good i felt like two of the songs are super strong that did make the track listing but mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. you know a couple of them were a little more middle of the road all that being said, like seriously, though, when this band is nailing it, they are fucking nailing it. And as you say, Chelsea Grin, Suicide Silence definitely jumped out of me. Absolutely, um, uh, man. I gotta tell you, uh, the, the the split. It's it's a uh, you know with four bands. It's I I, I love like uh, we we've talked about this before, but splits are fun. Uh, you know, just a, with another band, and but with a four way split, it's just it, it, it's 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 a blast. You know, uh, I would say. It's almost overwhelming how many bands it is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it a four-way is, split. I'm, I'm surprised it's becoming so prevalent. It is. It is. Um. It. I'm. I mean. It, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I. I mean, I, I definitely remember a lot of like crust grind bands kind of doing the four-way splits. Um. And it is a lot, but um. It's also like I said, it's just it's kind of fun and enjoyable. Like every, it, you know, it's obviously everybody's just like in for it, uh, just because. Uh, man, P.S. You're dead. Uh, they had some nice tracks, very consistent with what they've done before. Thought Crime, same as well. Uh, Karama, they definitely stepped up uh, once again. Just kind of uh, another just manic fucking metal. They show so much promise. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I, I so I would favor Karama out of all the tracks and then Queen Gu- Guillotined after that. Um, but, but honestly... I feel like this was... Good. No, go ahead. No, I honestly, I really didn't have too much to say. I'm just going to say that, (laughs) well, uh, just back to Kurama, ever since I saw that music video, I just had a feeling that they would probably blow up. I mean, they've got that perfect combination of just so many familiar things, the strong visual aesthetic, that music video, and everyone's doing vocals, and it's just like a really good formula. Yeah. Like, I can see them, like, really getting popular. Uh. 
out of Texas. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, they're bands okay, that sound like CU okay. Space Cowboy and Code Orange are going to be like the next generation of bands that are going to blow up basically in hardcore, probably. Yeah. I favor I fa- so that's I mean for what you just said there that's more of a, a, a backbone uh, to what I said I just that's why I like the the, the Karama track uh, but it's uh, fucking good that, Queen Guillotine I just uh, Queen Guillotine I really um, I really hope uh, they find that right uh, place to record and get shit mastered properly because I feel like uh, even on their EP uh, the audio quality kind of suffers a little bit where it but it's but at sometimes it gives that MySpace vibe as well that it's so compressed yeah i think that like that i think that certain tracks had like different mixing or just like they don't seem like they're mastered i think maybe is the issue absolutely i'm not really sure what it was maybe maybe because i was listening on multiple platforms and shit as well but yeah there was a bit of an inconsistency with that last release they put out through paper wings records which is the same label that put out the split we're talking about right now it's a Buffalo label, yep. if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's run by somebody who is like friends with these people. Um, I also feel like this is P.S. Your Dead's best stuff so far too. Just like tons of variation, development, and lots of switch ups. Really, just cramming in a lot of content to the short song and uh, exercising a lot of musical density. It, it comes across as expertly as heavy, heavy Lolo, you know. Which I don't mean negatively. I, I feel like ultimately they're kind of finding their own voice here too, and not just like becoming like a second, third, you know, like a third generation of bands that are like copying heavy, heavy, low, low now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> like a third wave, third wave <laughs> of bands that are inspired by heavy, heavy, low, low. A third wave, a fucking third. I mean, wave. people are like Christian. Why do you think this band is? Why do you always say heavy, heavy, Lola? I'm like, dog, just listen to any band that's like remotely sassy right now. And I guarantee they're heavily drawing from that palette. Um, if not that, then Blood Brothers. You know, this the sassy shit. Anywho. Um, these genres these genres aren't that old. So tying things in with the same band, it, that's that's going to be that's going to be natural right it sounds like heavy low heavy 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 low low because it sounds like heavy heavy low low right because it's been not even a bad thing years, again you about know. 10 years you know it's not it's not just like it is what it is it's just like you know we got everybody's got to re- be reminded that our genres are very young and like you got so many only so many things to compare to and some things just sound like that fucking thing you know mm-hmm. and you're like yeah that's what it is so for sure yeah I mean, we can stray away from the, we can stray away from the FFOs of Converge, right? But sometimes it's you know other bands it gets gets a little more direct. And everybody knows my stance. It's just it's easier, you know. Sometimes it's it's just an effective way of communicating what they fucking sound like to just compare. How I mean, that's what a fucking journalist does. Come, Absolutely, don't break my balls. Come on, come on. <laughs> um, thought crime, however. As much as I like this project, I was not particularly impressed with this cut. The vocals in the production were feeling a bit flat to me. Oh. The synths felt a bit forced during the heavier moments. Not my favorite from Thought Crime. Much preferred mm-hmm. their recent full length uh, on your computer. I, I feel like that was a much. I don't know. This is obviously a single, and they probably self-produce it, and that's that could be the reason why. It'd be my, it'd be my number four on the one of four on mm-hmm. this, you know, split. I mean, not in a bad way. Just yeah, for the same, re- just a little flat for sure. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'd have to give it to P.S. You're Dead for 
creativity, but uh, the, the Queen Guillotine really caught me off guard. At first I was like, why is there a fucking deathcore band on this? Holy shit! <laughs> And, and yeah, I yeah, keep going yeah. back to that like a lot. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Thought Crime or P.S. You're Dead. One of those two. Um, they're uh, they're local homies, so I'm pretty sure that's how yeah, this exactly. came to be as well. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Thought Crime is from Illinois, but you know, uh, they've the internet's a small place. <laughs> Twitter is a small place, evidently. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and give him. Let's, let's give him the track, shall we? You got anything else you want to add to that before we before we do? Yeah, dude. Cool. No, no. It's fucking blast this fucking crazy split here. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you. <laughs> Snakes with human traits by Kurama. Here I am in feudal Japan playing Duck Duck <laughs> Goose with an eight foot troll by P.S. You're dead. Attack its weak points. <laughs> Attack its weak points for massive damage by Thought Crime, and My Name is Unpronounceable by The Queen Guillotined, and that's off the Four Ways four ways to Die split. Thank you for not making me say all of your band names again. Um, four Ways to Die split, which came out on May 28th. Here we go. Yeah, we got snakes. With human traits. They got emotions, and they cough, and they watch TV shows. You have snakes with human traits? Mm-hmm. That, that is a good question.
really good split. And that fucking, the way that yep. it ends is that it's just balance. like some of the most obnoxiously good deathcore songwriting. <laughs> it's oh, so I'm, meat I'm and potatoes, but. It like that. Yeah. yeah. It just fucking hits. That really, Dan, Dan's comment, the VFW hall is about to explode. <laughs> that really, that got yep. me. That resonated. I love floor shows so much, too. It's like, there's nothing more exhilarating than, you know, the uh, the promise of accidentally hitting someone, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Queen Guillotine, you got, loved in, you got loved in the chat here, for sure. So. Yeah. So good. Super, super fucking heavy. So let's see here. Before we wrap this up, I just want to plug the fest one more time. Join us on YouTube.com slash Mathcore Index Thursday, July 15th through Sunday, July 18th. 16 bands, four days. Going to be fucking sick. You know you want to be there. And Christian, does it cost anything? No, Levi. It's completely fucking free, dog. So just hop what? on your fucking your web browser. And you get... fucking bitches, get on there, you stupid assholes. You fucking go on there. Get to YouTubing. Please? And, uh, yeah, get definitely on get on there. We're, we're going to be raising some money for something. I have not, I have not concluded what that will be yet, but it's going to be a good cause that you should support. And I'm just trying to get the consensus before I announce that. Levi's new sick ass bong fun. <laughs> it's gonna be sick. Uh, regular <laughs> philanthropists, Math Core Index. <laughs> we buy each other <laughs> bongs. Sick ass um, bongs, yo. It's sick tight. ass bong, man. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so thank you so much for listening. We love you guys very much, especially y'all in the chat listening on Discord. You're the best. And, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for the 64th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.